0: the word of the God. Thank you, Michael. Uh, I hope my broadband will hold up now and closer to the connection here in the office. Anyone bring a pillow with them this morning? Anyone? Ah, we have a few. Thank you. Favorite pillow or cushion? What's the best thing about a pillow? Now, you're all on mute, maybe just stay muted, um, but I'll give you my answer. The thing about a pillow is 11, half 11, 12 o'clock at night, you hit your head on the pillow. When you put your head down and go to sleep, that it just helps you sleep, helps you get rest. That's what I want to talk about this morning, is rest. We're going to talk about that for a number of weeks. And the reason is that as I've been talking to people over the last few weeks, the common theme is people are knackered, wrecked, and tired. We are people who need rest. We have COVID fatigue. That's my uh, learning over the last few weeks with COVID fatigue. And I don't just mean those who've got the coronavirus, where fatigue is a, a serious symptom of what they're getting, but actually just this fatigue from lockdown, from an unnormal and unnatural life. Um, and we're just fed up with it as well, I think. There's that element of fatigue too. But I know for many, work is more intense. If you're working from home, and um, if you're in an environment where you have to wear a mask or PPE, home life, family life has been more intense if everyone's been around the home top the whole time in the, the same building. Um, and our social lives are different and restricted, and, and that gives us rest too. So life has changed for us all. So I wonder now, how tired are you? Do you feel at rest? If there was a scale of one to five, and one is completely exhausted, and five is raring to go up an atom, what number would you give yourself? Now, the passage that Michael read for us, Hebrews chapter four, is a passage about faith. The writer is encouraging this early church. Uh, to keep faith, to hold on to their faith, and to not miss out on the benefits of faith and of salvation. But what intrigues me when I was reading it this week, I'm, I'm reading the book of Hebrews myself, is this picture that he gives. His description of their salvation, of the life of faith, is rest. Rest. Uh, the promise is to enter his rest. Is that a fair description? of our faith and of life with God. I mean, he's been talking about the Old Testament people, that that generation of God's people who came out of Egypt and they were to enter the promised land and they didn't. They they spent 40 years in the wilderness, if you remember, and they didn't enter his rest. He uses the word rest for that. And in our passage in verse 2, he's talking about having the good news proclaimed to us. We too have had that. And we need faith. Uh, Attach that. So this is entering into faith and a life with God, salvation. And again, he uses this picture of rest. And something about faith, about life with God, is to give us rest and help us rest. Now I think we know that there's a link between spiritual rest and physical rest and emotional rest. That that we're we're whole beings and everything's related. And um, talking. And uh, to someone this week made me realize just something simple like going for a walk gives you rest. Now, on one level, you could say that that's attention tension there. I mean, you're, 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 you're using your body, you're, you're doing something. It should make you tired. But it gives us rest. It gives us soul rest to be out in nature, to, to get fresh air, to exercise, to, to walk with someone else and have conversation. It gives us soul rest. It's the physical, the spiritual, the emotional are all links. So, does our faith give us rest? Can of give us rest? Is this a fair picture? Well, I just want to point out three um, things that this writer says. I didn't look for three. I know I'm a preacher. Um, but three things jumped out at me about rest in this passage. And the first is that it's entering his rest, God's rest. But when he says that, he's not just talking about his rest being the rest that it's that we actually enter into God himself. It's creation rest. Verse 4 says this, on the seventh day, God rested. So God himself is at rest. And our entering into his rest is to, to join into that place of rest with him, to share his rest. We share rest with God. We, When we live life with him, we share his rest. It's being at rest with him. So when we come to this lockdown, the intensity or the isolation, the tiredness that we feel, we let God into that to experience his rest within it, and We have to let him into our lockdown, let him into the specifics of where life is and through our our prayer, our conversation with him through the day, so that we share his rest at this time. Next thing I noticed is it's a creation rest, but it's also a Sabbath rest, is how it's described. In verse 9, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. And the word he's using there is getting at this sense of, of celebrating the Sabbath, of it being this festive occasion, that you actually go out and celebrate the Sabbath. It's joy, it's praise, it's worship. It's that type of rest that we get to have with God as people. So it's not just that we enter into God's rest, but that we praise and worship him. We put him at the center. And that is the great gift of worship. I mean, worship in its general sense, by by putting our focus on him, we may do it through song and music, like I do in the shower, or maybe it's through contemplation, and it's through the word. But we get to focus on him. And the great gift of that is we take the focus off ourselves and our own lives, off lockdown, and it brings this new dimension into our lives. Sabbath rest. Sabbath rest. Life is more than lockdown when God becomes at the centre of your life. You praise and worship him. And the last thing is in verse 10. And I've had this verse and this phrase going through in my head for the last few days. I don't think I've fully got it yet. I don't think I've captured it. Maybe some of you can enlighten me. But I like it. Verse 10 says this. For anyone who enters God's rest, so enters into God's own rest, also rests from their labor or works just as god did we rest from our work or labor now i don't think all the people here in this early church had already retired or they retired just after they came to faith i don't even there wasn't even a pension system back in those days and we know jesus in john 5 talks about how his father is still at work to this very day so god didn't stop working so, it's not about a, a lack of work or inactivity. But this phrase that God Himself rested it refers to the creation account, he, His big project of making this world in six stages, and then He rests. It's a sense of completion, it's not inactivity that He's now given up, but completion. And I've been trying to wrestle and Just sort of rest with that phrase, that we get to rest as God did, put down our work and our labor. And I wonder how many of us try to create our own worlds. God rested from creating the worlds, although we kept working. And I wonder how many of us try to create our own world, find meaning and satisfaction and fulfillment and, and all of those things of life in what we create ourselves. And maybe we just enter into God's rest with him in his world and get to, to rest from that activity of, which puts too much on our career and our, our, our paid work. And then adds to the intensity and the stress of that. I think this message is for us. It's today. That's the, the phrase that recurs throughout it. Today, don't harden your hearts. Listen to this message. And seek rest and gain rest from God. Because Jesus said this in Matthew's Gospel. Come to me, all you who are weary and burned, and I will give you rest. So invite us all to come to Jesus and receive rest. And coming weeks, we'll look at Sabbath and how that is part of rest. we we'll look at silence and solitude and how that is part of our rest. Let's be still and talk to God about the rest that he offers. Let's be still for a moment.